Hello, my lovely hummingbirds. It's your girl Monroe, and you're listening to <laughs> Pop Culture. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> From Golden Globes to Yay apparently being married. Yeah, married. To Shakira's. <laughs> PK Dish Track, y'all. Today's episode is a giant what the fuck is happening. But before we begin, I do want us to please have a moment of silence for the following individuals. Cara Salgado, Radonna Johnson, and Lisa Marie Presley. I appreciate it if you would all join me in this moment of silence. Thank you, everyone, for joining me in that moment of silence. I really appreciate it. Happy belated MLK Day. I hope you guys had a wonderful day celebrating Martin Luther King Jr. and his legacy. Now, on his birthday, uh, there was an unveiling of a statue created by Hank Willis Thomas. And it was essentially a $10 million worth statue that the artist says that when you look at it from one angle, it's supposed to resemble a heart. And it is drawing inspiration from the image taken of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife, Coretta Scott King, during uh, the announcement that he had won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964. Now, the statue has come under criticism as individuals are saying that the statue looks almost phallic in nature. I don't know if that's necessarily what I see. I know, like, the picture that the artist at least posted on his Instagram page and one of the pictures posted online does resemble a heart from one angle, but from the other angles, it just, I don't, mm, I don't know. I don't know, and some people have gone as far as to call it, like, very crudely disrespectful. How could you make such a sweet and tender moment into, like, something obscene and phallic? Have you guys taken a look at the image yet? If so, what are your thoughts? Let me know. I I don't know. I feel like, granted, I'm not an artist to that degree, so I can't even sit here and be like, it could have been done better, but I don't know. I mean... Yeah, kind of, though. Or, like, not better, but I feel like something else could have been done, especially for them, that amount of money. And people were saying that, like, the $10 million could have been used for something else, a better statue for organizations, etc., etc. In Kanye news, so, yeah, he's married, all right, technically. It's not official because there was no actual marriage certificate obtained, but Ye did marry in a private ceremony Bianca Sensori, which was one of the designers for Yeezy. And, like, he wrote a song about her, 2022, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's when he wrote it. But it, essentially, it was called Sensori Overload. And people are like, you know, it makes sense. They've been, you know, together before. It's been two months, though, and, like, He was just losing his shit over Kim not that long ago. 
I don't know, does it feel a bit rushed? I'm not in a relationship, but my blessings, may they both be okay. <laughs> Congratulations to Eminem on making it 10 years sober. That is one hell of an accomplishment. Shamar Moore and Ann Summerholder have both announced new babies on the way so congratulations to them and on some crazier news Gwen Stefani Lagoin is out here saying that she really does feel like she is parte de la cultura japonesa and I'm sitting here like huh essentially in an interview they asked her like what was up with her very like kawaii phase that she went through and she was talking about how she just felt like she was part of the japanese culture and how like she always wanted that aesthetic of like her posse of girls that just understood her and all this stuff and she always felt so enveloped by it and enveloped by the latino culture and i'm just sitting here like what <laughs> she does not have any asian or hispanic blood in her lineage um i just i don't know like what I, d I don't know i don't know that's what she said and mm. anyway so the golden globes <laughs> were last week as were the critics no the critics choice were this week i think the sag awards are next no they're in like february anyway uh <laughs> so the golden globes were last week and a lot of winners a lot of first-time winners very interesting dynamic to the entire awards ceremony if you ask for my opinion but like mm, i mean <laughs> there was some flirtation with andrew garfield <laughs> on the red carpet which we will get to but first i'm gonna let you guys know like who all the award winners were for Best Motion Picture Drama, The Fablemans, uh, Kate Blanchett won for her role in Tar, Austin Butler for his role in Bleh. Austin Butler for his role in Elvis, The Banshees of Irishini Sharon, I really hope I said that right, for musical or comedy, uh, Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inishirin, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio for Animated, Argentina 1985 for Non-English, Angela Bassett for her role in Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, a queen, <laughs> uh, Hugh Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for directing The Fablemans, uh, Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inisherin, Justin Hurwitz for Best Original Score for Babylon, Natu Natu for Best Original Song in the Film RRR, House of the Dragon for TV series, Zendaya for her role in Euphoria, Kevin Costner for his role in Yellowstone, Abbott Elementary uh, for Best Comedy, Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary, Jeremy Allen White in The Bear, The White Lotus won for 
limited series anthology made for TV. Amanda Seyfried won for her role in The Dropout. Evan Peters won for Dahmer. Jennifer Coolidge for her role in White Lotus. Uh, Paul Walter Hauser for his role in Blackbird. Uh, Julia Garner for her role in Ozark. Tyler James Williams for their role in Abbott Elementary. And Eddie Murphy won the 2023 Cecile B. DeMille Award for Outstanding Contributions to the World of Entertainment. And... Ryan Murphy won the Carol Burnett Award for Achievement in Television um, on or off the screen. Now, (laughs) let's get into why there was so much mm, hubbub around the Golden Globes. So, for those of you that don't know, the Golden Globes did not actually air last year, and by last year, like, 2022 last year (laughs) um they did not air due to the la times expose that was written essentially exposing the hollywood foreign press association to having no black members whatsoever in their 87 member board at the time they went ahead and added 103 new members uh internally and now they have like 200 i believe but There was a lot of, (laughs) okay, so honestly, and this is my opinion on this, I think people are just done with giving a fuck and pretending to like go with the bullshit because it's just, especially after COVID, we have seen that, well, (laughs) everything can change in the blink of a fucking eye. And Gerard Carmichael, uh, who is a comedian that was paid to host for the Golden Globes, did a very, very to-the-point intro. He was like, I bet you're all wondering why I'm here tonight, and essentially it's because I'm black. And then goes out to say that, you know, the Hollywood Foreign Press didn't have any black members whatsoever uh, until the murder of George Floyd. And he says, you know, I'm not saying they're racist, but do with that information what you will. He also spoke about how, like, meeting with the president of the HFPA would essentially be a trap because they would, you know, want him to say certain things, do certain things, blah, blah, blah. And then he said that they offered him about 500K. Other sources have said that it's about close up to, like, 800K from what I was reading and he like joked uh that someone told him they were like if you don't go and like put on a suit and get this white man's money that was one of the things that i was like he was very on it about it right as we all know i think i mentioned it on here i'm not entirely sure but brendan fraser did not attend the golden globes uh he stated that essentially his mother did not raise a critic and that he would not present himself there as they had prior issues. Now, so many people, like, have, I think it was Tom Cruise during the expose that he even gave back, like, the three Golden Globes that he had won. And all of the speeches were very, very cheeky, if you will. Uh, Eddie Murphy's speech 
especially he was like, you know, I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm so grateful. Uh, you know, I know that you do three things, pay your taxes, mind your business, and you keep Will Smith's wife's name out of your motherfucking mouth. Everybody, of course, ate it up. There was this like obsession with Brad Pitt, though, that I was just like, okay, I get it. It's Brad Pitt. But like, all y'all are just so enamored with this man right now. I don't but anyway, <laughs> so one of the individuals that got an award was Kevin Costner, and he was not in attendance. He was one of the people that was not there. Neither was Zendaya, but we're going to get into that. And when the award was accepted for him, <laughs> um, by <laughs> Regina Hall, I'm sorry, I'm laughing, but we all know that all of these award ceremonies, everything, obviously the people that are presenting, the hosts, etc., are all reading from a teleprompter. And Regina Hall was reading from the teleprompter and she busted out laughing because she's like, it's crazy how they write these things. But essentially he said he had been flooded in and he lives on a very luxurious side. <laughs> And so she's just cracking up the whole time. She's like, okay, right? And she's like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. But it's one of those things of like, if her face could scream, the privilege is privileging. (laughs) It's exactly what it would have said. And I'm just sitting here like, yo, what the fuck? Uh, But... He wasn't in attendance, Zendaya wasn't either. The commentators are essentially saying, like, she's so busy, she's working, she's not here. They're giggling the entire time. And with Zendaya, there have been a lot of rumors that the reason that we haven't seen her publicly is not because she's essentially working on a campaign or a film or anything, because Dune 2, I believe, already wrapped up, and people are like, where is she? All the rumors with, like, Tom Holland supposedly proposing, people are assuming that she's, in fact, pregnant. I don't know. Uh, She did submit an Instagram saying thank you very much to everyone, which, like, we love, love Zendaya on pop culture. (laughs) Uh, And, yeah, I hope whatever she's working on is, you know, she's doing her thing. Now, one of the things that has happened after the Golden Globes, a lot of celebrities have indeed tested positive for COVID, which, like, I don't know i guess i kind of would from my assumption at least is that like i mean are they still testing for really big events or is that like not a thing anymore mm. what if my i don't know but what if my absolute i hope everybody recovers quickly one of my absolute favorite parts of the golden globes was andrew garfield and amelia from uh chicken shop date bro he was hitting on her it was the cutest fucking thing ever so she was one of the individuals interviewing on the red carpet and they were having a like little banter moment and andrew garfield and her like started exchanging signs and essentially her son and her moon are his 
moon and his sun so like the inverse right and he's like oh no this is so dangerous and he's just like saying all this stuff and he's like so blushing and i'm sitting here like andrew garfield (laughs) sir why are you interrogating this woman about her sun sign and her moon sign (laughs) because like same And it was in that moment that I discovered that Andrew Garfield and I could be besties. But (laughs) the internet, of course, is shipping this to happen. I'm kind of shipping it. I think it'd be cute as fuck. Now, besides the super cheeky (laughs) uh, responses and speeches and everything, uh, there were some that were very heartwarming. I personally did like Steven Spielberg's when he said, you know, he's like, at some point I figured that, or what what was verbatim what he said? He said, I came to the conclusion that I had to tell my story at least some point in my life. He's like, and I figured it out when I was 74. And he's like, well, I might as well do it now. And then the other one, of course, the queen herself, Angela Bassett, uh, she, her speech was absolutely beautiful, but you know, she started talking about how she said, we mourned, we loved, we grieved, we cried, and we did everything in the honor of Chadwick Boseman. That is not verbatim. Uh, but she spoke about how incredible Black Panther has been overall to show Uh, black love black unity and it was such a heartwarming speech this is her second golden globe well deserved i think this woman deserves an oscar i mean she's an incredible i can't even fucking word the thought of her (laughs) she is an amazing impeccable incredible actress and yeah i think she deserves an egot that's just my opinion now that the Golden Globe stuff is out of the way. <laughs> so, movie releases for Marvel. <laughs> that was the worst segue in pop culture history. Okay, I'm exaggerating. Not the worst. They'll probably be worse than that. Uh, this is just a reminder. Marvel is not sponsoring this, but <laughs> it would be nice. So, Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania is set to release the 17th of February, just in time for Valentine's Day weekend. Guardians of the Galaxy is set to release May 5th. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse will be releasing June 2nd. The Marvels will release July 28th. And Craven the Hunter on October 6th. And I got some tea about Aaron Taylor Johnson, but we're going to leave that alone for right now. Uh, in slightly sad news, Karan Sony, who plays the role of Dupinder in Deadpool, will not be returning for the third Deadpool movie. I'm so upset. He is essentially the taxi driver, and hopefully Dupinder's not returning because Dupinder found love. <laughs> yep, no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Please go watch Deadpool. Go watch it. <laughs> um, I sigh with relief. Because Jeremy Renner is finally back at home and on the mend after the snowplow accident. There were rumors that his leg was potentially getting amputated. I hope that is not the case, but I'm glad he's home and on the road to recovery. 
now in onto DC. So <laughs> because DC has so much shit going on right now. I was scrolling through the Twitter sphere. Yes, I have a Twitter. Have I actually posted anything on it as far as pop culture goes? Not yet. That is pending. But in the Twitterverse, <laughs> the Batman has come into question. So not the Batman as in like Batman in general, but the Robert Pattinson films that were directed that was directed by Matt Reeves. So a lot of people are like, you know, this would be the perfect time to bring Killer Croc in, but not as a villain like he was in Suicide Squad, but bring him more as like an anti-hero force, especially now that the city is flooded. Last that we saw in the Batman, and if you've already listened to that episode of Pop Culture, I don't have to say spoilers again. If you haven't, go listen to it. Spoiler alert. The last thing that we saw, especially in the deleted scene, was the Joker, and they just did the Riddler, and it is my personal opinion, they should not bring the Joker in so soon, because, I don't know, I feel like the Joker's presence in itself is very domineering, and would just be fucked up to the film. It would just, like, completely remove from the story that is, like, the building up of Batman, now, the director of the Batman, Matt Reeves, did state that he had a pending meeting with James Gunn and Peter Saffron to discuss the Batverse. As I stated in the other episode of Pop Culture, essentially what James Gunn and Peter Saffron are trying to do is build this DCEU universe ground up, right? And they've gotten quite a few backlash as far as, like, Superman, Henry Cavill not returning to the point where they said, fuck it, we're going to scrap Superman for the time being because the fans are not happy, right? Here's my question. Because the Joker films that contain Joaquin Phoenix and are going to apparently have Lady Gaga in them, what's going to happen with those? (laughs) Because essentially, if they're merging, if they're trying to merge DC from everywhere, one that might be kind of hard, um, I don't think it'd be that kind of, okay. It might not be difficult for them to do it. I just feel like it would involve a lot of scrapping of shows that already exist, which kind of fucking sucks. Especially since, like, Gotham Knights is set to be released uh, March 14th on Pi Day. And I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I really don't. The premise for that show is essentially Batman's dead. They're blaming Robin. Uh, Joker has a daughter, which I find absolutely hilarious because in one of the recent comments, Joker just like gave birth or whatever and people were up in arms about it. It's a fucking comic book, y'all. Chill out. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm so sick and tired of so many people being like, well, the comics can't be woke, and this and that, and da 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 and I'm like, wait, y'all do realize that the entire reason for comics creation was essentially, one, to talk shit about the state of the world as it was in, satire of things that were occurring, 
and to give everyone some form of entertainment and laughter and joy and drama like a telenovela <laughs> all in panels in print why are we so pressed anyway <laughs> so as i was saying gotham knights no idea what's gonna happen the show set to release in a couple months fucking the batman joker like what i just feel like we've gotten to see so much potential in robert pattinson and as the bat and it would really fucking suck if they were just like well that was a good try goodbye like i mm, you know can't they just improve it (laughs) instead of just tearing it all down and starting over are we not too late to try and do that because i feel like they're really trying to catch up to marvel and you just you're not gonna uh not like this (laughs) anyway Since we're talking about releases, Coachella has announced their Weekend 1 lineup, which include Bad Bunny, Gorillaz, and Pusha T on Friday, Blackpink, Rosalia, Charlie XCX on Saturday, Frank Ocean, Bjork, and No Name on Sunday. This is, I'm only naming a few. They don't only have like nine artists on the lineup, y'all. There's so many more. Go check it out on their Instagram page if you are so inclined to do so. Bad Bunny has returned to social media. I don't know. There was this thing floating around that he had gone private and like cleared his Instagram after the cell phone incident. I went on there, took a look. Everything's there. It does start though on like the 31st of last year. So I don't know if he took everything else down. Yeah, no, he did. He did because he had tweeted about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. (laughs) He's back. Especially after the Coachella announcement. I mean, you know, as celebrities go, I feel like there's only to a certain degree that they can ghost themselves from social media. That's just my personal opinion, but... (sighs) Alright, y'all. What you've been waiting for (laughs) the whole episode because I have the tea. I am eating it up, as I'm sure all of you are as well. (laughs) I cackle, I go fall. So, first off and foremost, we love Shakira over here on pop culture. I grew up on Shakira, like, that's my bitch, I love her. (laughs) And, you know, Miley Cyrus, always been there, all my teen years. So, (laughs) both of these amazing women have released two songs entitled Flowers and... Shakira and Bizarrap Music Session Volume 53. Mouthful, I know, but I love it. <laughs> that whole, whole song. So first, let us kick it off with saying the following. Miley Cyrus is currently the number one streamed artist for her song Flowers in Australia. And Shakira is the number one streamed in España. And all of this is on Spotify. And... I just think that is beautiful. (laughs) I think that is absolutely fucking beautiful because how y'all number one in your ex's countries. That is so fucking awesome. (laughs) I'm cackling. Like, what the fuck? We live for the level of petty of all of this. It is incredible. Now, I say petty, but you know, these are just some strong creative women speaking out their minds so to start off with flowers (laughs) 
Miley released the song on Liam's birthday. If you listen to the song and you place it with Bruno Mars's When I Was Your Man, which is the song that Liam dedicated to her on their wedding day, (laughs) Miley's is a direct response to it. Now, not only does she wear the suit that he wore on the red carpet for the premiere of one of the Marvel films where he essentially tells her to behave, she also wears a golden dress that people have surmised is very similar in regards to the dress and the hairstyle to one of the ones that Jennifer Lawrence wore for the premiere of one of the Hunger Games films. Not gonna lie, I completely forgot Liam Hemsworth was in the Hunger Games. I think I like blocked him out. But (laughs) why, why you ask, why this? Well, interviews, well prior interview uh, where Jennifer Lawrence actually admitted that her and Liam had kissed off screen while him and Miley were still dating. So, (laughs) so specials, I think not. Now, Shakira. (laughs) Okay, I'm okay. <laughs> she did the fucking video. I mean, first off, the lyrics, right? The que te sal pique is so fucking good. And then clara mente. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking cackling, but like it did not just stop with lyrics. Okay, it did not just stop with the lyrics, which one of the funniest fucking things that I saw was that <laughs> she has this line that she says, you exchanged a Rolex for a Casio. And Pique, in one of the fucking panels that they had for the team, he was like, yeah, you know, we have a, a sponsorship with Casio, the whole team, da 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 whatever, whatever. The stocks for the company plummeted by 40% like drastically that the company had to come out and like basically tell Gerard Piquet to keep their name out of his motherfucking mouth (laughs) and that it wasn't true I'm just like yo not the Casio stock investors being (laughs) on team Shakira I am here for it now people are like saying bullshit of like well she didn't think of her children why is she releasing this song And then it came out that, like, one of her kids was like, yes, release the song. (laughs) And that also, like, the man, it recently came out, he cheated on her when they were still together. Like, there's a video of an interview that he did, and in the corner you can see Clara, and she's, like, eating her food. So, like, it's a whole thing. (laughs) It's a whole thing. Like, Shakira figured it out because girl was eating her strawberry jam. Honey, don't you eat Shakira strawberry jam? The offense. The gall. Now, the pettiness does not stop there. Oh yeah, we're not done. Shakira había puesto una estatua de una bruja on her balcony. So she literally lives next to her ex-mother-in-law. And Lord knows what this woman must have done. Okay. Or she must have known, like, why there's so much beef there. But she had a witch, and then she was blasting her song, Desimpique, full volume. <laughs> and her, like, ex-suegra got scared or some shit. She called the cops or something. She's like, oh, my God, there's a witch on the balcony. <laughs> she put her Halloween decorations out to scare this woman. I was just like, yo, 
Now, the last thing was that like people did see cement trucks out there, so they are building a wall essentially to cover her residence from the peeping eyes of her ex-mother-in-law. Which, like, for whatever reason, she's not moving. I'm not entirely sure. But she ripped him a new one in the song, basically saying, like, you left me with everything from La Hacienda. You, like, La Deuda de La Hacienda, living next to your mother. (laughs) And here's my little tidbit. And this is just something that popped into my head because, (laughs) personally, I ain't shit. Um, (laughs) So... We all know that Piqué y Shakira se juntaron hace, what's he now, 35, hace 13 años. Okay, so they got together when he was 23 because she even wrote a song to him titled, you know, when they met when he was only 23. She's 10 years older than him. And they met at a work function, essentially, because they were recording for when it was El Mundial in Africa. Now, the girl, Clara de Piqué's dating, that he essentially left Shakira for, is also 23. And I'm not trying to be that bitch, but we're going to take a 10-year pause on this, we're going to put a pin in it, and we're going to come back and see if... Clara leaves Pique for a 23-year-old and see if this is like its own little toxic cycle in the making. Anyway. (laughs) So that aside, y'all, what is happening as far as like artistas? So not only is it, you know, Miley releases a song about Liam who cheated on her. And like people did say that there was this thing where like he apparently it was filmed in the house where he cheated with like 14 different women. People are saying it's not actually true. Mm, I don't know, but where was I going? Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson. (laughs) So Aaron Taylor Johnson has been married to his wife, who is a director, Sam Taylor Johnson, who is older than him. And the rumor is that he supposedly cheated with Joey King. But the way that the internet is shipping this to be a reality so that he can divorce his wife, like, what the fuck, you guys? Like, don't get me wrong. I love me some Aaron Taylor Johnson. In another time, another life, I would have married this man. (laughs) But people are like, yes, yes, leave her. I'm like, what? And allegedly, like, this woman has done some things I don't know what the allegations against her are but i'm just like (laughs) y'all are in support of this (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) oh my god and then another couple and this is in el mundo de las novelas (sighs) apparently jorge salinas cheated on elizabeth alvarez with his nutróloga and the nutróloga did come out and, like, she was like, no, like, there was no beso, nothing happened, like, all this stuff. And I was, like, watching it and my dad's like, well, no, duh, she's going to say nothing happened. She's not stupid. She would lose her business. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, Apa. <laughs> Dude was invested, right? And I'm just like, you know, granted, the picture that was going around is from a very bad angle. Like, you can't tell. Like, it's not from the side where you could see if there was actually lip-to-lip touching. It was her head is to the back, and then, like, he's there, but you can't really see his face. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one. I hope not. They've been together, también, like, 
damn, I think like 11 years too. Is this like the 11 year itch? Like what's happening? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> now to all my cosplayers out there. Uh, the next two things that I'm about to say are quite heartbreaking, sort of. One is kind of bittersweet. The first one, which, get your bag if you have any of the makeup, um, but Morphe is currently involved in a class action lawsuit due to some of the additives, color additives in their products being labeled as inherently dangerous and unsuitable to be used around the eyes by the FDA. Some of the things included in this lawsuit, and this is not all of them, there is a ton on there, like the Sour Patch palette, the James Charles palette, uh, the color pencil. When I tell you it felt like every shade of the fucking color pencils was on there, like I only wrote Coconut Fantasy and Love Bite to name a few, but y'all, there's so many of them. Some of the P. Louise bases as well, Vivid Violet, Winter Rose, Blank Canvas, there's a bunch more on there too. Definitely go check it out on the site. People are being instructed that if you do have the products, you've noticed any issues, do not throw it away. Uh, keep it and you can find more information out go on google it's on any of like the class action sites but definitely definitely be careful be careful of what you're putting on your face what you're putting on your eyes not you know don't don't damage your skin potentially lose your eyesight because oof, oof, oof my heart but be on the lookout for that um in the bittersweet news so cosplay realm magazine and if you are a diehard cosplayer you know of this magazine or you've heard of it or you've seen it or anything like that if you haven't and this is your first time i'm sorry for the following news i'm going to share uh emily who is the creator and owner and distributor of this magazine did state on Sunday that Cosplay Realm magazine is going on an indefinite hiatus. She did begin the magazine approximately 70 years ago at the age of 19 and is now turning 26. She got a full-time job back in August and said, you know, that it had become more difficult for her to come back home after 40 hours on the clock and really focusing and working and editing and responding to emails and doing everything that she had to in order to keep the magazine going. So unfortunately, after five years of like consistent publishing and releasing of this magazine, she is going on an indefinite hiatus in order to take care of her health and well-being. While we are sad to see her go and sad to see Cosplay Around Magazine be on an indefinite hiatus, I am so happy that she is doing what she needs to fucking do to get her health and her mind in the right space. So we love a health-conscious queen over here. Very happy for her to do what it is that she feels is necessary to settle into, as she put it, her adult life. So congrats, Emily, on the job and... Hopefully we see you sometime soon. Now, all that said, we are going to take a brief break here. Replenish your food, replenish your snacks, listen to all these sexy ads that I got rolling out for y'all. And yeah, we'll be right back after the break. Hi. Do you or someone you know like spicy cosplay? Well, if so, 
you should tune into Ella Loon on OnlyFans. And if you're just not quite there yet for a $22 a month subscription with spicy daily cosplay content, then feel free to join the Ella Loon pre-VIP OnlyFans page going live at the end of January 2023, where you will see some spicy cosplay, but not as much as the VIP page. So, yeah, you guys should definitely go and check that out. Have a good one. Why, hello, my lovely hummingbirds. We have returned to the section here that is titled Be Greedy With Me, which is the title of this episode, and we're going to explain why it is in congruence with the episode of Makeup and Motivation up on YouTube. If you want to see me transform into the lovely Bon from The Seven Deadly Sins, who is the fox sin of greed, do so at your own will. I'm kidding. There's nothing evil. But for those of you that are unaware of what the Seven Deadly Sins series is on Netflix, long story short, people get implicated, labeled as, you know, owners of this sin, not entirely true, like they got falsely accused, whatever, whatever, Bond being one of them. His sin was the sin of greed because he is, oh, total spoilers, my bad. He is essentially accused of stealing the Fountain of Youth for himself because he is a human thief. And that's why he has his immortality and his powers and all that. Not true. That's not what happened. I'm not going to ruin it anymore for y'all. But essentially, the reason for this being called, this episode being called Be Greedy With Me. Well, first off, the definition of greed is in over selfishness in order to obtain money power lust food you know all of it all the um all the glittery stuff in life if you will and there are a lot of misconceptions when it comes to the term being greedy or selfish with yourself with your time with your energy and your resources especially on the journey of self-healing. Once we as individuals start the process of healing for ourselves, taking the time to really learn from our past mistakes and move in a new direction, we start to lose a lot of people that may have surrounded us at a time where we were our most toxic, our most volatile, and our messiest. And when we start placing the boundaries between us and that version of ourselves and the people that surrounded us and habits or actions that we would take, we start to lose people in the process and also be called, well, you're different now. Well, you changed. Well, you weren't like this. Well, you're a greedy bitch. Well, you're being fucking selfish. And all these negative connotations just start going and going and going and going, right? And the reason for me titling it this and picking Bon as the cosplay, who the fuck cares? No, but actually. Who gives a flying fuck if you decide that the best thing to do for you 
is to be selfish and greedy with your time, with your energy, with your resources, with your love, and with you being the most genuine part of you. The reason I say that there's all these negative connotations around it is because, like, granted, greed, like, overall is not (laughs) inherently the best thing, but when you start to make that change, that seems to be one of the first accusations. So this is a more of repurposing the word. Because there is absolutely nothing wrong, my lovely hummingbirds, with setting up boundaries against people. Especially if, like, say you go and you hang out with somebody, or, yeah, We'll use that example. So you go out and you hang out with somebody and you're the one that's always paying. Every time, every time, every time. And mind you, you're both working, you're both struggling, you're both doing whatever you do. And you're always stuck with everything. And there's always all these promises of, I'm going to get you back, I'm going to get you back, I'm going to get you back. And then you blink and it's been 20 years later and nothing. And not only are you picking up the tab financially, but you're picking up the tab mentally, emotionally, physically. Because once you're done spending time with this person, you go home, you get home, and you're like, oh my god, I need to go to sleep right now. Or you break down crying, or you break down into a panic attack, or you start thinking and overthinking because... Yes, you have all these horrible things that are happening, but so do they, and how can they help? How can you help them? How can you do something to make sure you're good because you care so fucking much? Yes, this goes in line with the being a side character in your own life. This is where the people-pleasing comes in. You get so enveloped that if you stop doing for these people all this over-the-moon shit, that all of a sudden they'll leave. And if they do, good fucking riddance. It is okay to say no. It is okay to say no simply because you don't want to go, because you don't have the mental capacity for it, Because you're really just not in a vibe that day because whatever the reason. You're allowed to ask for time and space away from people. Especially if you feel like they're depleting you of your resources. Whether that is financial, physical, mental, spiritual. Because, oh baby, let me tell you about these energy vampires. It is not the person that talks shit to your face. It is the one that does it behind you every time you turn around. And then they try to be you in the process afterwards. So in 2023, my lovely, 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 lovely hummingbirds... I want you to be more greedy with yourself. I want you to be deliberately and deliciously selfish. And take time for you. 
I want you to be as intentional with your existence as Bon is determined to save Elaine, as fucking Meliodas is determined to save Elizabeth. <laughs> I can't say Elizabeth normally because all I hear is fucking, oh my god, the TikTok <laughs> from the show when he's like, get in the car, Elizabeth. <laughs> That's all I think about. Okay. But that tidbit aside, my God, I'm blushing. (laughs) I want you to be selfish. In 2023, I want you... Now, granted, everyone listening that's like, oh my God, bitch, you are literally telling them to commit a sin. How dare you? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying go out there and be the biggest bitch on earth. I'm not saying to be inconsiderate to the needs of others. I'm not saying to not be compassionate. What I am saying is do not allow others nor yourself to walk all over you, your hopes, your dreams, your desires, and your necessities in life in order to help another. It's like the whole plane thing. You know, when the masks drop, they tell you to, like, help you before you help out a kid or or another person. You can't help or save another if you don't have you first. And you can't keep reinforcing life-draining individuals to take up space in your life to take up space in your time your energy your money none of it be selfish be selfish this year and really take a good hard look at what it is that you want out of life and if what you want out of life is to build a selfless form of employment. Like if you're like, bitch, you're telling me to be selfish and I'm trying to be a humanitarian over here. Yeah, go and do it. But also realize that in order to be able to do that, you need we're like bleh, you need resources to also give. ¿Verdad? So your homework for this week, my lovely hummingbirds, is to make a list. <laughs> yes, a list. A list of 88 things. I know it sounds like a lot at first and it sounds batshit fucking crazy. But we got the new moon approaching in a couple days in Aquarius. It's going to be beautiful for manifesting and all that good shit. So, make a list. Check it twice. <laughs> Of 88 things that you want to do to improve your life. To make it better so that this year of 2023, you are a thousand steps closer to the life that you choose to live. The life you want to live. The life you've seen yourself being capable of living. And even if it is just one goal broken down into 88 steps you can do that too 
whether it's buying a new house, getting a new car, getting a new job, switching careers, switching fields of study, switching up your eating habits, physical appearance, where you live, whether it is state, country, city, whatever, what is something that you want to achieve? And after you break down every single little thing of what it is that you want to do, you're going to sit with that list, you're going to look it over, and you're going to think about why it is that you want to do this. And then you're going to ask yourself, do I really have what it takes to be selfish and greedy with my time and energy to make the necessary sacrifices to get this done? And it feels like too much and too big and too overwhelming. Take a step back, breathe through it, make it a little small, make some minor adjustments, and then see if that works a little better. But the point is that you never give up. Make adjustments where necessary and keep going. Because if you want to live a life truly where you can help another, you got to first pour it back into yourself and heal you and learn you. And the rest will follow. Now, today's episode, we are ending it off with a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And it says the following, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, keep moving forward. That's it from me today, my lovely, lovely hummingbirds. I love you all so much. As always, follow me on all of my handles, at Vasquez, at Drizzitswifey, at Loon on the spicy site. And yeah, les mando mucha paz, muchos besos. Y les recuerdo que miren hacia la luna, sending you much peace, money, kisses, and reminding you to always look up at the moon. I will catch y'all in the next one. Hope y'all enjoy that bond cosplay. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, okay, that's it. I love y'all. Have a good one. Bye.